Welcome back to another episode of the Formula One Fans UK podcast. Uh, this podcast is brought to us by our sponsor Apex Track. That's A-P-E-X-T-R-A-X-S. Uh, for all of your 3D printed track wall art. Uh, don't forget to hit us up on all of our socials as well. You've got us on Twitter at Formula One Fans UK with the number one. And you've got us on Instagram with exactly the same. Um, I'm starting off with the sponsors and the social media links uh, because there was not a lot of racing. So we'll get that out of the way and uh, kind of see where we're left. Uh, we're joined solely by me, Dan, and... Danny, what's up, everyone? Uh, the solo American has joined me for his uh, take on a shambolic Belgium Grand Prix, uh, which the only good parts of the whole Grand Prix was qualifying. Um, so, Danny, let's start with qualifying. How did you feel the rain? Because we've, we've all basically been praying for rain at these races to give an equal playing field uh, to the races because we know it can obviously like stir up different places, finishes and crashes and all that sort of stuff. So how did you find qualifying like yourself? I didn't have a problem with qualifying. I do enjoy wet weather races. I think most Formula One fans enjoy wet weather races. But uh, I think um, some of the new fans need to understand what you're going to you have to take the good with the bad. And the reason we like wet weather races is because mistakes happen. These drivers become a little bit of a human. And it's easy for them to make a mistake or have an accident. And, and um, you know, that gets the press talking. That gets the people talking. Um, but on um, the other side of the coin, you have the situation today where it just didn't stop raining. And um, there was no no racing happening. And and the chances just kept getting lower and lower as the afternoon pressed on for you guys. Um, it's a disappointment. Um, Spa is a, a great track. is m- many people's favorite. It's a, it's a legendary track. And it's just a shame that we missed out on, on racing on this wonderful circuit. And it's the way it goes. Points were awarded. Half points were rewarded. And, you know, history is history. But, you know, all the action happening qualifying, to go back to your question. And... Um, you know, we all saw Lando's crash, you know, and that was a disappointment, but that's the wet weather, wet weather qualifying. Well, the thing that gets me with Lando's crash is, obviously, you've got Seb saying it's uh, it's, it, it's it's too wet. They are aquaplaning, uh, too much standing water. I believe Lando previously said before his crash exactly the same thing. Um it doesn't take a genius to realise that there's too much water out there. But saying that, I think with there being that much water out there, the drivers should have known not to, to try push it, you know, more than they would normally. But then again, you know, was Lando pushing? Because it, what happens if they'd have completely red flag qualifying and he's the only one of like four people with a time on the board? You know, is he going through? You know, it's all it's all that sort of stuff. But it was horrific crash, yeah. and it's sure. uh, it um absolutely amazing situation that he gets to walk away from that. Um, obviously he went to hospital, a bit battered and bruised. Uh, Seb pulled up, checking on him, uh, just to just to make sure on that. But yeah, it's 
it's just a weird situation that the rain that the rain brings. Um, and we're just and we are just lucky that Lando got to walk away from it and didn't we? We weren't in another George Bianchi situation. And to be fair, I know I come back to him a lot, but it's like that was a terrible race and a terrible like set of circumstances with the weather and all that sort of stuff at that track. But um, for me, what what I like about uh, the, the the races is that it becomes an equalizer. It, exactly. Like it. It's not the car so much. It's more down to just skill and what you can do with the car. And that's what I like. And that's why I liked Lewis Hamilton so much in the early 2000s and stuff like this, because that's where he came alive. And it was good. And, and it was good as an English person to see all that sort of drama um, come out. Uh, I think it was a European race where he span out like God knows how many times and still managed to finish the race it was ridiculous not just that um i think you can go back to his early early 2005 i think first time racing vettel in the rain um i think it's in formula renault 3 where they first raced with each other and you know he's always had that ability to drive in the wet and um you know i would say in this grid i mean there's like four drivers that really excel in the rain um, at the top, you have to put Hamilton, his, his record shows. Um, I would definitely put Max in there. Um, he, uh, he has shown through his early career he can get what, what the race is done. Um, besides that, Ricardo, his early wins with Red Bull were also in the wet. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, oh, Norris as well. Had a great wet weather drive in Imola. Uh, had some other good wet weather results. I know Hungary, he, he got hit from behind and, you know, potentially he had a podium there. But, um, you know, those are pretty much like my wet weather masters, I guess you can say. But, yeah, we don't get to see it. We didn't get to see it today. That's the thing. And that's going to be the, the main topic, I feel, about this podcast today. It's like we didn't get to see Spa. We just didn't get to see it. I have one question for you and one question only, mm. right? With one hour on the countdown clock that that to be fair i didn't even realize that there was a rule that you could just make shit up on a racetrack on race day uh oh yes there's this new article 0.9 bullshit yeah. that we're gonna stop the clock um because we absolutely can just do what yeah. we want um okay but that aside um i wouldn't have gone out to do those two laps purely because once you do that you have resigned yourself to a red flag finish with yeah. half points, mm -hmm. personally. Um, and I I put it in our Discord, I put it in our group chat, uh, that as soon as they come back in on that on that red flag after doing those two laps, we were done and dusted. Yeah. Um, and that was the most disappointing thing for me because I, I would have taken an hour race, which would probably would have been uh, 30 laps maybe mm -hmm. on a three-minute uh, wet track. Um probably a few more if they got down into the high twos. Um, I I would have taken that after sitting around for four hours yeah. waiting. But then we just didn't get it. It just didn't come. Yeah. I, it just leaves a sticky situation for, for the race director, Michael Massey, and, and what he has to do. It, it just it sucks, man. It sucks for us that we didn't get to see it again. It just sucks. Um, you know, they, they were trying to get something in. The weather was just not cooperating and... But again, I don't see why 
they set him out for another lap when the situation was worse. The rain, the weather was worse than what it was an hour and a half before. And you pretty much just run it to get the results, to get results in their standings. They couldn't just left it as yeah. did not race, DNR, did not start for everybody. Um, I guess they were they needed a result for the race and and they got it and unfortunately it wasn't um it wasn't my favorite driver that got the the result that we wanted but it's a bummer man right with them doing all these sprint races and all this sort of stuff right extra sprint races blah 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah right why couldn't we have had a thirty five lap sprint race at the next track instead of uh the practice session, why could they not have just reformatted it around? Because, one, the, the, the TV crew's going to be there anyway. The schedule's set. All, all, all you're doing is changing a sprint race for a qualifying session. Instead of running a fast of a two-lap race behind the safety car, like, I'm not being funny, but my lander must have been having a whale of a time because he was the only one that was dry. Yeah. Um, Taking some aggressive turns. Through that whole thing. <laughs> and, and exactly like you said, Exactly, and like you said, why start it when Lewis is saying to them, and I think Max and Danny as well is saying it's worse than it was when you called us in. Why are we going back out? Um, and I truly believe at that point, all all of the teams knew we we were doing two laps and we're back in. Yeah, that's it. Well, well let's get this right. Let's get this right. Max said it was fine, but <laughs> he was he was at the front. He wasn't at the back. <laughs> That was just funny. He's like, oh, Max it's fine. did no. say that 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 it was fine. Um, and obviously, in our uh, Discord chat and stuff like this, we were having quite heated discussions with my good friend, uh, Dylan. If you're listening, Dylan, from Discord, holler. Um, where he he just felt that everyone was bashing, ba- bashing Max a bit for um, saying, let's get going, let's get going. And I was just... Uh, Saying like, okay, yeah, like it's fine. It's fine at the front where you are. When all you're sat behind is a Mercedes that can go like one twenty, yeah. um, but the other nineteen cars, no, eighteen cars at that point behind you, uh, can't see shit, Max. Yeah, and you've and and you've been back there. It's it's. I'm not being funny. It's not as if Max hasn't drove on the motorway in the rain. He he knows what he it's knows, like. Yeah. And that, and to me, that felt like he was just trying. It, it felt like he was trying to get Michael Massey to just go. Come on, let's just go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, and that annoyed me. But on a whole, um, yeah, it was way too wet to go out on that second round. And I've got no idea what they were doing. At. But let's come back to a good point of this race. I say race loosely. George Russell got a second, and he goes above Latifi Yo. in points. <laughs> that, Let's that is go. What I'm Let's go, George. George Latifi with his... I, I just called it George Latifi. No, no, sorry. George has beat Latifi Finally. in points after his magical after his magical one-point finish where he beat him just. Finally. <laughs> um, and, and now we are on social media... It's now breaking it down to, is Bottas got a contract? Has George got hey, a contract? Does anybody know if they've got a contract? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, 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 it's back on. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a weird one because obviously with the W Series crash uh, in qualifying 
uh, day before, that was a bit of a, a like a dilemma that I think that must have been in Michael Massey's head as well. You know, he didn't want that again. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it is a very hard situation that he was put into. Yeah. And I do think he made the wrong call by starting the race again. Yep. But we're not, you know, we're not sat in front of 22 TVs and 90 million cameras and all that sort of stuff. So I personally feel okay with making my judgment calls on Michael Massey and his bullshit excuse of a race uh, because I don't have all that. Yeah, well, just, <laughs> really. Just go back fair. to the W series. Um, that was rough, man. Six six cars. Um, thankfully, the Halo played its part uh, big time. A couple of drivers were sent out. Um, we know of Agrin and, uh, and Visser. They were transported to a hospital. Uh, but yeah, it's a, of course, it's a couple of days ago from this recording. So yeah, everything is checked out. Everything is fine with them. But uh, yeah, that was definitely on Massey's mind. Um, that run down the spot. Norris is crashing qualifying. Um, I, you know, I, I, that's the last time he'll ever make that mistake, I feel like. I feel like he'll never go on his own. I, I can understand why he went for it um, since he was... They were saying on the radio that conditions might get worse, might get uh, might be more terrible, and this might be the most optimum conditions to drive. And he was on full wets, I believe. Um, yeah, unfortunately, he took a, a bad line entering, going through a ruse, going up the hill. He entered, you know, he got just got a bad line and and just went all the way from him. But um, yeah, it's just another. Uh, it's just one of those. Uh, Things that happen, yeah. incidents that happen that make the but job was, harder for Massey. Exactly, but it was it, it was the correction that got Norris, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. He went, he corrected, and it just, yeah. that was it, yeah, game I, over. It was mad I believe he, he was um, aquaplaning, and then he corrected and just spins on. Was it 2019? So, someone crashed, who was it that crashed there? And their actual head support rest oh, that come, was, up, um, come up from it. 2016, 2016, Kevin Magnuson uh, driving Renault. He hit the, um, I can't remember the G. 2016. I know it's like. That years have gone yeah, quick. I know it's like one of those top 10 crashes in G terms in like the past 15 years. Um, yeah, he hit it so hard to knock the headrest and he was shaking up. Yeah. That did concern me when that headrest came up. Um, speaking of G crashes, obviously the 51 G crash that Max had. Uh, he was stated yesterday uh, on uh, motorsport.com, I believe, or something like that, saying that because it cost $1.8 million in damage, that um, the person that caused the damage should uh, pay for it. <laughs> I, 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 but I'm like, why Why are we still I on know. this? Like, why is it? Like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it should be a, a mute point at this point. It should just be... Done, decision done. Nobody's paying anything. You you come into the sport, you spend the money, you race here, and unfortunately things happen. Uh, any any level of motorsport, if you're even in like the amateur club circuits, something like that, if you break your bumper on your daily driver, uh, you hope you have a garage where you can fix a new bumper in the next day, because the other person's not going to do it for you. You know you're responsible for your own your own car. You're responsible for your own ride. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous. Let's move on, <laughs> move on from that one. As we dipped into George and Latifi, um, obviously 
we're all happy George has got points. He's beaten Latifi. But Latifi has upped his game this yeah. year uh, from a from a Williams mm-hmm. standpoint. And obviously doing very yes. well. So that's good. But how pissed off a Haas they have got to be livid. Well, they started at the beginning of the year. You get two rookies in there who are constantly crashing and constantly, you know, tripping over one another. And what do you expect? Latifi was in... I don't... I never thought of Latifi being a reckless driver. He doesn't take chances. He um, Last year, I guess it was kind of a joke, but he was happy to finish 20th as long as he finished the race. And, and it's helped him out. I, I believe this year, that whole Williams team, Williams team is just a different different animal. Um, of course, George's leadership um, and then Latifi's also determination. Williams is a really good team, has a really interesting lineup. I'm just glad to see you know these two young guys doing really good um and Latifi he's he gets joked around being a pay driver but this pay driver got some points in his uh in his uh 2021 results so that's that's good that's that's something right there uh I'm gonna take a stab at this because I think I saw the stat was it Williams were the only team to score double like double car points was Mm, it where where did Norris end up I may be wrong where did Norris end up was he 10th? Oh, no, he had a five-place grid penalty, so he was 15th. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I saw that Williams were the only team to have two cars in the top 10. And on that bombshell. I thought I saw that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, don't. We need to give the Sky... This, not, that they're, not that they're ever going to listen to our podcast, but big shout-out to the Sky F1 team for actually keeping coverage going for four hours of yeah. rain. Because it, even the NASCAR, NBC, SN, and uh, Fox just give up and show reruns. <laughs> and, and that's what I said. <laughs> they just, they that's just what check I out. said on the chat earlier. I was suggesting, yeah. I was like, because obviously as an American, I'm used to that. And I was like, man, Crofty killed me. I was like, you know, four hours of just hearing him come up with some random word, you know, random things. And maybe we should just replay qualifying or show midseason highlights. Yeah, that's so American of me, I guess. But yeah, that's how I would have spent my my time. What did you do? How did you spend your time? What did you do during the during the whole break? Uh, I just had it on the TV, and I did very domesticated uh, tasks of hoovering, uh, mopping, <laughs> uh, polishing, yeah. and snacking. There you go. That and 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 that yep. was it. <laughs> oh yeah, all of that whilst whilst parenting. At the same time, like Superman is in the building. Ferrari and Williams were the only two teams in the top that double points today. Maybe they were the highest scoring team then, not the only team to have uh, two in the top. Yeah, they were. But if I was Haas, to be fair, if I was any other team, I would be looking throughout their garage for the rabbit's foot they've got shoved somewhere up someone's ass, uh, because. Um, if I was Williams, I'd I'd be putting some money on the lottery this this weekend because they are getting very extremely lucky um, in their finishes and their uh, performance this year. That 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 the only thing I hate about him coming second is that it now puts a bigger deficit on points between Max and Lewis. That's my only problem from the whole palaver of the day um that that I, just, I think if lewis had been 
second, it would have been a bit more easier to swallow as a as a a fan of the title contention. Obviously, if you're a Max fan, you're buzzing. Uh, if you're a Williams fan or a George fan, you're absolutely buzzing as well. But um, I just think it puts more emphasis on this triple header. Oh yeah. For Lewis, L- Lewis has to win the next two races. Fact. <laughs> That's it. That's the only way that he stays in title contention. He has to win in Zandvoort. And uh, that's uh, oh, that's gonna place is gonna be buzzing. Uh, they're already changing the speed limit signs to 33. Um, I think it's pretty pretty neat, you know. Um, but uh, it's gonna be a tough task. But I think Monza Monza might be a little different. You might see a, a a more even result in the championship. Um, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Middle of, the beginning of the triple header starts wet. Yeah starts off as an absolute shambles of a show but i think we need to fly a couple of the nascar jet dryers yeah over. yeah yeah oh that, that'd be that'd be great um no who was it on i think it was the karun chandok said on, on tv today uh or paul deresta i guess that, yeah they said um we might need to look into getting a faster safety car um and I kind of see what he means by that. If you have a faster safety car, chance of drying the track a little better. Not that it made a big difference, but um, I just wanted to bring that up. I think it was Anthony Davidson, yeah, that oh, said, okay. to be fair, he he did make a good point of it being faster uh, and all that sort of stuff. And then he was literally uh, shut down by Brundle saying like, yeah, but it has to be in all weather. It has to do this and it has to do that. And it's basically just shut up Anthony Davidson. Um pretty much but as you have brought up Karun uh which I did not like him moving from channel 4 to F1 I find him an extremely annoying uh personality nearly as much as our Chris <laughs> does with the resta um but watching that feature with him and Mick in that old Jordan mm. that was good for you, me I did I did I enjoy that it. and the little story of yeah. Michael I missed it yeah, no, I, I, have to, I, have to, I have to look it up later. Uh, yeah, I, I missed it. But uh, to talk about Schumacher for a bit, um, again, it was just the 30-year anniversary of his, um, from Spa 91, when he made his debut in that beautiful green 7-Up Jordan. Um, we all remember. Beautiful yeah, car. Yeah, that's, that's the car that they were yeah. racing. They, 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 they took, they, yeah, they, they both took that car out. Amazing. Yeah. Sketchy, real <laughs> sketchy. I'd be scared to put my foot down in that car. It was, yeah, yeah it's a, it, it was a completely different world back then, yeah. wasn't it? Um, with those if cars. you ever notice the front wing, if you look at it from the front angle, like, as the car's coming to you, it doesn't look like it has a very spectacular front wing. But if you look at the top view of it, th- their front wings are huge, like really long coming out of the car. And I, I think people kind of forget that that look just the earlier aerodynamic concept people were doing back then but just a beautiful green color the seven up um yeah it was just a that's a really nice car schumacher had a great result in qualifying i think qualified seventh um and um unfortunately couldn't make it couldn't make it through the camel straight his his clutch blew or something like yeah but um you know sign of things signed things to come from a legend seventh place in his debut 
You know who else uh, started top 10 on their debut? Which German? <laughs> Sebastian Vettel. Are you going to fact me, Danny? No, no, no. I, was, I just went ahead and said it. Vettel, Vettel, you know, Vettel started 2007 in place of uh, Kubica after this crazy crash in Canada. In USA, Vettel started, I think, 8th or 7th in his first qualifying for that BMW Sauber. I forget his result, but, um, you know, it's just good, par- nice parallels there. Actually, right. I've just, I've just had a thought. Um, obviously, with the massive rain delay, the laps behind the safety car first and then coming in, uh, that gave Red Bull the time to fix Perez's car um, and get him out to start. Obviously, he starts last because we were behind the safety car. But what, what is your thoughts on the way they went about you know, went about doing that and obviously they were pleading with, with Michael Massey about what to do. But I'm on the understanding of if if you're not taking laps off the lap counter when you're driving around the track, then the ra- the race hasn't started. And yeah. Fix the car, let him get in. Yeah, because they they what ran a formation lap. Um because Perez crashed on his way to the grid, right? It wasn't during a formation lap. He was going to the grid and he crashed, similar to what Max hap- happened to Max a couple yeah. years back in Hungary. Um, so I mean, last year, last year happened to Max in Hungary. Um, yeah, I I thought they already had a lap in after the formation lap. They ran another lap, and I think that was the end. They didn't make an intention to fix this car till that first red flag after the formation lap and after one lap that they did around. Yeah, I thought that was the start of the race. I'm I'm not sure about the the rules or the regulations when it comes to to starting a race a lap down. Um, I remember Re- Ricardo started a lap down in 2017 for Red Bull or 2016 um, in Australia. Disappointing result for him that day. He ended up retiring. Um, it's happened before. I I have a feeling that if if the race were to play on. Big lap one incident happened. Perez is starting in the back. He ends up in the top 10 races done after the next two laps. I'm sure there probably would have been a protest from Mercedes because that, that would have led to some, uh, res- you know, it would have made a difference in the result standings, in the championship um, standings. Um, I'm sure there would have been some protesting. But since he ended up 100%, in the end, yeah. not much was said. But, yeah, that was very interesting. I thought it was a bit sketchy as well. But my... My questions that come from that, which we were discussing uh, in Discord and like group chats and stuff like that, um, was one: if you're calling it a failed, it was it called a failed start, wasn't it, or something like that, like a failed start. Um, so obviously, it's not you, 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 you haven't started the race. Okay, that was a bit confusing because I was under the impression if you can't make it back to the pits on your own steam, then you're, that's it. This this game over. Um, number two uh, was if you've got effectively, I believe it was five or six laps extra fuel on your car that the nineteen other people in front of you don't have. How much leaner can you run your engine mode to burn that fuel off to get through the pack? Yeah, you know or how mean? much? Um... Not how much leaner, how much richer they're going to run their engine, how higher they can turn it up for an extended amount of time. Sorry, yeah. You know, um, 
Richer, yeah, richer, yeah. Um, did you see what we just got? Did you see? Did you see? And that, that literally, huh? That only comes from playing that like the F one uh, PlayStation game, <laughs> like just like having to use that strategy. Um, but surely, would that have not not made a difference? Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, you would have had two Red Bulls up on the um, on the point, um, but you know. It didn't happen, which was great. And um, you know, it would have been funny if it, something were to come up of it, though. But I'm just glad it did it, and we get to avoid a, a week of should have Perez started or not. Now it's kind of it's not going to be mentioned again. No, Danny, no, because no, because now we have a week of just rain shit and crashes and nothing happened. There's we we've, we've managed to fill out quite a substantial amount of podcast time already when nothing happened. Oh, I know. Um, I, I love talking so... about, I love talking about F1. <laughs> I love talking about random stats um, and trivia and stuff like that. And, and what effect today has to the history of the sport and stuff. But, um, yeah, man, you can always fill up a, a pod, just random talking. I think the things that stood out most from, I'd say like the whole weekend spa as, uh, like a whole one I think Seb has completely changed from when he was at Red Bull we said this in another podcast I think Red Bull's toxic I love Seb <laughs> now I thought he was at Balen before um, I'm genuinely excited to see what happens going forward uh, this season because I think there's going to be more upsets I don't think this is the first or last time we see a crazy F1 race in the rest of this season. Yeah. yeah, and depending on if if the the last races of the calendar, you know, make it, if we're able to race at these places, you know, Japan and Singapore is cancelled, and, you know, there's potential to be a historic ending to this to this season, and kind of kind of want that. Of course, we want the good result, but, you know, we all want a an epic, epic season. Especially because it's the last year of the cars as well. New generation starts next year. Kind of have those uh, 2008 feeling, you know, when we know in 2008 the new generation of cars were coming in and the unknown, what can happen. You know, M McLaren, Mercedes were had a little bit of drama 2007, drama for, for 2008, made it, made it for the championship. Um, you know, Ferrari were strong, and you got an up-and-coming teams there. It's similar to, to the grid right now. You have up-and-coming teams, Aston Martin, Alpine. They've had good results this year. Um, you had that one random victory by Ocon, and, um, you know, we might see another one again, which will be great. I hope we do. I hope we do see somebody like Vettel up at the top, you know, at the top step. You know, he deserves it. Guy, has, uh, he's a jack-of-all-trades. He, he was a medical car in <laughs> the last... Floor Norris's crash. He was the medical car. He was the first it, to yeah. the scene. He's been, he's been a medical car. He's been a, a he's been picking up litter at the track. Uh, Utility worker. And he's dealing with banter a lot better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's um he's been dealing with his banter from his team over the World Cup a lot better, and just stuff like that. Um, but right. So obviously we've been dealt half point finish. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the next two, is it two? We've got two mm -hmm. more sprint races. Yeah, I think the other sprint races in Monza. Yeah, but is this going to, 
are we now going to see teams looking at these next two, thinking we're going to have to gain some points back or we're going to have to extend our point lead? Is it going to make these coming sprint races more vicious, do you think? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Silverstone, for you know, that uh, cop's corner, the incident Hamilton and Verstappen tells you that, you know, that's not going to be the only time something like that happens. Uh, um, there's going to be hard racing in the next couple in coming weeks. Uh, the sprint race at, at Monza is going to be, you might see like a, a drag, a slipstream affair. Um, everyone drag racing. And I think that's going to be great. Hopefully we get that um, because sometimes Monza can be a, a procession. Um, but, uh, you know, we just have good races. The unknown in Zandvoort coming up. That's in Max's backyard. And um, it's just going to be great couple. Of the the next month is going to be a great month of, of racing, and and hopefully at the end, I I th I think at the end of the next races, the next month, we still won't have a clear picture of who is going to win the championship. I mean, you might still see a deficit of ten points, seven points. You know, one thing we didn't mention because I, I I try to sometimes have my tin foil hat on. And I have a crazy conspiracy here. It just came up. Okay, ready for this? Uh, here you go. Listen to this. No, no, this is a good one. This is a good one. You will love this one. Who gets to save their engine for one more race? Red Bull. Red Bull and Ferrari are at that limit. They're in their third engine. Both of them, they lucked out. They lucked out in this race. They saved their engine for one more day. They saved their engine from potentially getting into a crash and then wrecking it and inquiring penalties the next week. This this day was a a golden basket for a team like Red Bull. They made up stand, they made up ground on the championship and the drivers. They saved their engines for one day. They saved their chassis and and all their parts and stuff. This was damage control for Hamilton that they got half points and he still retains his lead. But there's your conspiracy right there. Did the FIA help Red Bull out? Hmm. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as I'm aware, the only people that FIA like to to strenuously help is uh, Ferrari. Yeah, but um, hey, they got the help. They got the help for this uh, race because they don't they save their engine. Uh, <laughs> I did not think of it like like that. But to be fair, they saved themselves some engines, and they saved themselves three point six million when Bottas took them both out again. Because <laughs> I think he really wants. I I think he really wants to go for a two ten split, and because he needs to get the two Red Bulls. He was like, "How do I yeah. do that? I start thirteenth. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, he's just trying to get through. Um, well, can you think of anything else that we've missed, Danny? Can you think of anything that we've missed from the weekend uh, that we need to go over? Uh, just the driver resignings that we saw before um, during the week. Perez resigned with Red Bull. Uh, we kind of figured that one happened. That was on our prediction. Um, still no news on the Russell and the uh, and Botas, but after seeing the result today, yeah, it's just hard to not have Russell in that Mercedes. Um, we might be seeing that podium a lot next week, uh, next year. Um, a Russell Verstappen Hamilton right. podium on the Russell thing. Have you seen the on boards side by side of Lewis and no. George for the Q3? Uh, I know like, it's really close, like really, really close. Uh, George, yeah, but George, George seemed to be very far ahead of Lewis in certain parts, but Lewis was making up 
big gains and then dropping and then he'd literally catch up and then drop it was it was really weird watching them side by side to see how far they were actually off in certain sectors but then when they brought it back um i had to see i had to see that it was quite enlightening um but yeah i'm just looking forward to the next two races because lewis is definitely going to have to be on form and they and Mercedes are gonna have that they are gonna have to play the team game. Bottas is gonna have to be Lewis's bitch for the next God knows how many races. Because that is as much as it pains me to say it, I don't think Mercedes can now beat them on pure pace. It's gonna have to be team games and strategy. Especially especially when they claim that they're not gonna do any more upgrades for the season and then Revel said, Oh, we still have upgrades to do, to go. Um yeah, it's going to be rough. Um, we know Red Bull will play that first driver, second driver role really well. Uh, the big mystery is obviously the, Bonta- the Botas contract situation. Will Botas play that second driver role? Uh, or will he act spoiled and say, forget it, you know, I'm, I'm not driving here next year. Do it on your own. Um, I... I feel like Mercedes has that decision to choose Russell, but they're not going to release it, and they're going to string Bottas along. Um, if they do, I feel like that's really that's really dirty. Um, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Yeah, but they may be genuinely trying to find somewhere for him to go. They may be trying not to do him dirty and think, okay, we're not going to keep him. Where can we send him? Because if it doesn't work out with George... You're gonna to want to have another experienced driver that's gonna come back in. I I'm not saying he's gonna completely fluff it up, but if there was a situation where he 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 needed to be pulled back a bit, you know, even if Bottas stays as a reserve driver, uh, you know, keep just keep him on the books because he's not a bad driver. He's a good driver. He's uh, the only other driver to get a pole position this year, um, beside Max and Hamilton. And uh, Leclerc. Just a couple of things that we might have forgotten as well. Who got the? You know who got the fastest lap? Uh, it was uh, Mazepin, I believe, Mother got Russia. the fastest lap. But I don't think it got awarded to him because <laughs> uh, it didn't get awarded awarded to him because he was obviously finishing uh, well out of the top ten. So look, man, it, as long as he has that tweet out, he can screenshot that for the rest of his life. I have a Formula One fastest lap award. He he's got it. You don't get to keep it if you finish in seventeenth. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get a point, but he gets it, that. That's not how it works. He gets that. It, it's going to be on his Wikipedia page if it's not there already. You know, he's going to get it on there. Fastest lap one. Still has ways to go. But oh, another I, thing. I think as long as he doesn't spin. Uh huh. Oh, I was going to say. Um, rumor is um, Kimmy's retiring in Monza. Uh, Kimmy might retire Monza, and, and then we might see Botas um, be confirmed as an Alfa Romeo driver for the next year. Um, we might see some some news in come Italy, come Monza. We might hear something happening. We might hear a big shakeup on the grid. Um, it's expected to have Kimmy retire. Um, once that piece falls, the dominoes will kind of spread out, and you'll see more changes in the in the grid. But um, we're, um, I'll be looking at that. 
hopefully hopefully I get her something. But yeah. Well, we may have some news to look forward to as well. Obviously, with uh, Toto's dodgy dealings that we've got going on as well, um, we could see some more come out about that. Uh, you know, if that was any other no- normal person, they'd probably be arrested. But because you're Toto, it's okay. He's the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> he is the original Wolf of Wall Street, Toto Wolf. <laughs> Him and his buddies making that money. Ah, just some shady shit. But, right. I think we'll end it there because I think we've covered way more than we thought we were going to. Yeah. I think the bottom the bottom line is we're looking forward to the next couple of races. Uh, we're happy for George. Uh, and, in all, and, and in all fairness, as much as it was a shit race, and I say that very loosely, we didn't have any accidents. We didn't have anybody hurt, and everyone gets to walk away. So from that side of it, it's a win for the sport in a way. Um, so, yeah. So from me, I'm going to say goodbye. Yep. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for joining in and listening to us today and just and listening to a 45-minute review on a three, six-minute race, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>